Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Today is episode 35, in which I have a special guest. His name is Corey. He's going to be coming on the show today, and you'll hear the little intro in just a minute. But Corey's going to be coming on the show to defend why you should be able to put up Christmas decorations prior to Thanksgiving. Today is episode 35, in which Corey will defend those reasons in response to episode 33, which you can find in the show notes at jimmystable.com, in which I had an episode previously on nine reasons why I hate decorating uh, for Christmas <laughs> uh, or Christmas festivities before Thanksgiving. So check out episode 33 if uh, you want to understand the fuller context for which uh, today's uh, show is happening. And, uh, I, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Jimmy at jimmystable.com in which you can respond. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, so hit me up in response to today's show. I'd love to hear your feedback, whether you think I make a more compelling case for Christmas uh, being celebrated only after Thanksgiving, or whether you kind of uh, believe what Corey does, which is kind of a strange belief system, <laughs> in my opinion, as to why you should be able to celebrate Christmas prior to Thanksgiving um, and immediately after Halloween is over. Also today, I have, if, if you didn't notice, there is a little different intro in today's show. Uh, hopefully this looks like this is going to be kind of a, a permanent thing I'm kind of trying out uh, with the show. And uh, I'm doing this in collaboration with some other cool people, uh, the people at Air Smudge uh, Collaborative. So look at that up on Twitter uh, if, if you want to, to find out more information about that. Um, and I also have a link to it in the show notes as well at jimmystable.com. So without much further ado, today's show, I hope you enjoy it. So on today's show, everybody, we, I have a legend that frequently haunts my Facebook. His name is Corey. You've heard me mention him before. I said his name rhymed with Corey, but turns out that was a little bit of a, a white little fib there because I was just trying to protect the innocent uh, and, you know, safeguard heretics from being burned at the stake and all that sort of stuff. But his actual name is Corey, and he's from the land of Forsythia in Scotland. Uh, he, he, he goes by Corey Forsyth these, these days. Um, Corey is a husband, a father of four, a musician. He thinks he's a brilliant thinker. Uh, he, I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty smart. But, uh, uh, but, but above all, he's he's a follower of Jesus. And so, you know, in spite of all the the hangups there might exist between me and Corey on deep theological grounds, you know, I, I think he can go to heaven uh, in spite of uh, his his rampant heresy that inspired today's episode. Today being. Uh, or previous episode before I got injured, uh, where I talked in previous episode about nine reasons to hate Christmas, uh, be- uh, decorating Christmas before Thanksgiving. Corey inspired that episode, and he's here today to set the record straight and to tell everybody about why we should celebrate Christmas prior to Thanksgiving. So, hello, Corey. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, buddy. I'm glad to have you. We keep an open mind over here on Jimmy's table. So we, we like all opinions, no matter how wrong they are. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And uh, I'm hopefully going to be able to convert 
the heathen at the end of this episode. That's my goal anyway. Maybe we can bring some repentance to the to the inerrant thinking of uh, or the errant thinking rather of uh, my brother that has this lovely podcast. <laughs> I help the wayward son here. Help the wayward son. You know, you're 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 posting a picture of a Christmas tree decorated on November 1st inspired the lost podcast and believe it or not it inspired that podcast and then my podcast inspired my wife to start my own wife to start decorating a little bit in the house for uh, Christmas prior to prior to the Thanksgiving holiday coming up so thanks Corey. thanks a lot <laughs> for corrupting my household if a man is not it, what, what what is it about first timothy three or something about you know an overseer should be one who can you know conducts his household well i i have a, apparently the faith has been abandoned in the humphrey household <laughs> well so again, i'm not worried to ever sir. be a pastor not that anybody <laughs> should ever do that but right <laughs> right well i'm just glad to be able to help jimmy i you know spread the christmas cheer because after all it's it is the to me, the most sacred of all, as you would say, holy days. So yeah. absolutely got to set the record straight. So and all I wanted to do today was to address all of your nine uh, points and uh, and positions and just to be able to, like you said, set, set the record straight and to hopefully cause someone to think properly Despite your influence, Mr. Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> well, my influence is grand and the reach is far and, you know, reach all of uh, like 150 people uh, a month or something with the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 150 um, people know. that need to, some corrected thinking from the pollution right, that you're spreading, right. sir. Well, well <laughs> tell me, tell me, Corey, if you could sum up. And just a, you know, a brief philosophy of why you think it's acceptable to start decorating for Christmas prior to Thanksgiving, namely starting, let's just be bold, November 1st. I assume it's, I assume October 31st is off limits, but I'll let you fill in details. Why, why is it acceptable to start doing this prior to Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, honestly, Jimmy, why, why put off something so grand? I mean, yeah, we'll, we let the kids dress up and collect candy on Halloween. We'll give them that. But, I mean, the sooner the better. I mean, obviously the retail markets have already started their uh, their marketing ploys and all, so why not? Why why would you put off something so absolutely pure and, and perfect as Christmas? Because oh. it's just wrong, Corey. It's just wrong, <laughs> didn't you? Didn't, didn't you listen to that prior podcast? It's just wrong. It's a psychopath move, Corey. I I know. Well, don't get ahead here because we, we have some <laughs> points to address, Mr. Humphreys. Number right. one, let's let's just tackle the, the whole holiday argument. You uh, you propose that that holidays or holy days are supposed to be separate. Right. However, sir, as a theologian, as a brilliant theologian, as I know you are, you know, one key thing about studying and about and about gaining uh, knowledge and exploring theology is context is key. And I believe, sir, you are out of context. Holy means separate, but not in the con in the context of consecrated, not divided. So there are consecrated days that are meant to be elevated above others. And much in the same way as your birthday, sir, I, I know that when your birthday rolls around, as does when mine, and mine, by the way, happens to be a holiday 
uh, in its own right. I am a St. Patty's Day guy. So wow, that's the my same birthday as my wife. <laughs> really? Well, see, yeah. there we go. Like minds. And so much in the same way as your birthday is elevated above others, so should these holidays. Now, that doesn't mean that they need to be separated. They can all live together. As Rodney King once said, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> so so there's there's number one, Jimmy. You got you to gotta take context. Context, Jimmy. That's key. Context. The, con- so, the context is there's different holidays. Yes, but see, as I told someone the other day, is I'm going to be extremely thankful for Christmas right on through Turkey Day. I will <laughs> eat every helping of dressing and and cranberry sauce and and sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie. Or wait, excuse me, I live in Georgia, so it's pumpkin pie. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and every piece of turkey, whether it's fried, oven roasted, stuffed with whatever, I don't care. I will eat it all and be just as thankful for that right on the way to Christmas. So, <laughs> because that's the ultimate holiday, Jimmy. I mean, it's the birth of our Savior. So there is nothing greater. <laughs> so, so if you if you had to draw a line in the sand, can you draw a line in the sand and say, okay, that is too early. Are you okay with eggnog 365 days a year? I'm not okay with eggnog even one day out of the year. I'm not an eggnog <laughs> guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we we can scratch that one, but uh, but I, and you know as far as decorating and things of that nature, I think November first is a proper dividing line. However, I will say that the spirit of Christmas should be celebrated every day of every year, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months in that year. We need to be celebrating because it is the birth of our Savior. And as I have, have said before, there is no Easter without Christmas. And likewise, so we should be celebrating it all the year. But decorating, I think November 1st is good because we don't want to take away Halloween from the kids completely. <laughs> Thanksgiving is transitional, but Thanksgiving just kind of flows in with uh, with uh, with the Christmas holiday. So because after all, I mean, we, we all know that whatever doesn't get eaten at Thanksgiving will be stored until Christmas and brought back out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's all a fair point, although I ha- will have to say I was almost tempted. The devil himself almost tempted me to put the uh, countdown uh, till Christmas thing that we have uh, that broadcast on our uh garage door that we put out a little spotlight that has like a mickey mouse countdown almost tempted this year to to put it out but you know the lord saved me from that by breaking my leg um, so <laughs> so i i, I couldn't so get out there and do that because my leg was broken so well is that um, maybe your wife will help you with that so she's still mobile and she obviously right. has the right thinking and is in the christmas spirit right <laughs> Right. Well, thankfully, the holiday decorations are in a high point in the garage and require a tall ladder. And she's not much for going up on ladders. That's usually my thing. So, you know, thankfully, you know, God knew what he was doing when he had that those shelves built on in our garage. So, all well, right. Save you from another side heresy there, Mr. Humphreys. You know, the, speaking of getting on ladders, that is actually anti-biblical. Why is that? Jesus said, well, Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always. So just make sure. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, there's somebody out there. I I can imagine now they're just now starting to clap and laugh at that because he who laughs, laughs the slowest. So, 
<laughs> we'll oh, take I'm it. With you. That's God. Did you get it, folks? Are you still trying to wonder how that was funny? No. <laughs> we won't explain the joke for you if you didn't get it. So sorry. It's just one of those things for those who are the inside for whom it has been given. Let he who has ears let him hear. Anyway, so, okay. So, uh, you know, what's this? the point to you wrote me? Jesus Christ is bigger than the holiday calendars? Absolutely. Jesus is absolutely bigger than holidays. He's bigger than calendars. And yes, Jimmy, even me and you. So even the word Christmas is separated into Christ Mas uh, in the lovely Hispanic language. <laughs> means more Christ. So why would you try to take anything away from it? And look, on a side note, Jimmy. Now, I don't worship the sweet baby Jesus, as you so eloquently put it. I, sir, serve a grown-up Savior who conquered death, hell, and the grave. So I don't want to take anything away from that. I don't. So, I mean, he's bigger than it all. So we can't, we cannot, Jimmy, cannot reduce it down any from what it is. So <laughs> I, th- I think the Apostle Paul said, has Christ been divided? So why are you separating this heretical statement of sweet baby Jesus from grown-up Jesus that died? Like, it's all the same Jesus, Corey. It's, see, see, folks, this is how the devil gets you. This is how the devil gets you. It makes you cause false divisions and, and doesn't allow you to rightly handle the word of truth. Uh, so, you know, you got to be much more dispensational about these things, folks. Uh, so if you're going to rightly divide the word of truth, you can't be dividing baby Jesus from grown up Jesus. They're all the same Jesus. So sweet baby Jesus, you know, we, we, we need to keep him in his context. And as you said, (laughs) (laughs) okay. All right. Fair point. Sweet baby Jesus and grown up Jesus are the same, but we can't take away from how big he is. So he's bigger than the calendar, though. He's bigger than a date. So they all just join together because he's bigger than it all. He's Christ Moss. Ah, ah, ah. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, yes. So, Jimmy, there's there's a few others we got to tackle here now. OK. All right. So on number three, your point to number three here, we we, you know, we celebrate Christmas year round. Now, whether we not acknowledge it or not, now that's as I mentioned it earlier, we need to celebrate year round. But everything we do and say, especially as believers, should be to point towards Jesus. Now, whether it be sweet baby Jesus or or grown up Jesus, I'll I'll concede. But you know, I hate to break it to you, but without Christmas, there's no Easter. And all Christmas is is an outward festive celebration of what Jesus came to do on our behalf putting up the trees, and, and I know there will be people that argue about the roots of all that, but, you know, all of the fun and festivities that come from Christmas should all be in good fun and just to be an outward expression uh, to be able to to celebrate the coming of our Savior in sweet baby Jesus form. Now, if celebrating this fact, celebrating this grand event early makes me a psychopath, then just go ahead and give me my straight jacket, sir. I will be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, there you go. You're just getting all loosey goosey with ethics and morality, and you're you're just throwing caution to the wind and just saying none of that really matters. And and so 
you know, if you want to be a psychopath, well, you know, then we, we they do make places for people just like you, Corey. Well, as long as they have a Christmas tree and lights, I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, they'll have bright lights, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be red and green, though. See, and that's the thing. The, the red and green simply does not go with the yellow, orange, and brown. It just doesn't work. You just don't see that in nature. God did not make that. And God does not make ugly. Uh, God doesn't make ugly, Corey. Are, are you saying God makes ugly? Because if so, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are very disappointed in, in the way well, they look. Point is, you know, I'm, I'm made in God's likeness as you are. So I guess in, in some t- context, then yes, God makes ugly. Uh, but I believe the word, you used, uh, the, the word you used in your podcast before was tacky. Right. And I absolutely laughed until my rib hurt, sir, when I heard you say, you're being tacky, Corey. So here's my, here's my thing with tackiness. Tackiness is all a matter of perception. Case in point, if Elton John has a wardrobe that is iconic, right? Because he's a rock star. Everybody knows he wears flashy, glamorous clothes. Now, if I walked outside in an outfit like that, I'd be viewed as tacky, to say the least. In fact, I would probably be shed of my glittery jacket, and it would be replaced with that straight jacket we mentioned earlier. Uh, Your church would be removing you from whatever Sunday school position or pastorate-type positions you may be involved in. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Now, well, I'll I'll, I'll behave. Some some circles, I might be elevated to pastor if I wore a jacket like that. (laughs) So... But I want you to have my progressive. That's a joke for the progressives who listen to this show. (laughs) There you go. Now, I I do want to mention something about red and green, though, sir. Now, you call them ugly. You call them tacky. However, every time you stop and go on the roadways, you see Christmas colors guiding your path to safety. (laughs) Think about this, Jimmy. Christmas colors keep you safe. Okay. Christmas colors keep me safe. Okay, yes. so if you were Buddy, if 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 you everybody's got an everybody wants to know if you were Buddy the Elf, what would your favorite color be and why? Ah, uh, hmm, that's a tough one, Jimmy. I didn't have time to prep for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, ch- channel your inner Buddy the Elf right now. All right, I would. <sighs> well, if I'm channeling my Buddy the Elf, sir, my first statement to you would be: you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> 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 you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> so I, I don't. I would have to say that my favorite color would have to be green because I would go back to the defense that you used that God Himself put green all through nature. So I like green, but I like the really bright neon green that we use at Christmas. <laughs> neon green, <laughs> absolutely. That's Plus, green means go. So <laughs> as in go, tell it on the mountain. <laughs> Go tell it on the mountain. Oh my gosh, it's it's infecting me. I I need your your mere influence on my podcast and mere presence on my podcast is is starting to creep into me. Maybe I will have a Grinch like moment here, and my heart will be strangely warmed. Possibly, <laughs> his favorite color so, seems as well. <laughs> right. So you're you're not down. I take it. Like my my point about the the premature 
consumption of eggnog and peppermint mochas and candy canes. I, I was very shocked and mortified to hear that none of these things mean anything to you. Like that you don't is like. No, I, I am not an eggnog, peppermint mocha. I'm not a mocha guy, actually. I, I'm probably one of the few people that you will ever meet that don't wow. even drink coffee uh, recreationally. I will drink it if I need <laughs> to stay awake, but that is about it. Uh, and surprisingly enough, candy canes, uh, I like how they look, but I do not like how they taste. And by the way, on a quick side note, candy canes have been absolutely abused in marketing. I saw a, a box of Oreo-flavored candy canes that should not happen it's <laughs> heretical I, and i believe it is absolutely an unpardonable sin <laughs> i, I want to say they're selling them at big lots or something or no no big lots is doing the uh the oreo gingerbread house um uh, but and, and unfortunately can't like i was like i don't even know where big lots is near me and i tried to see if i could go online and buy them like nope you have to go to our store well then you're I, then I'm glad at least you know if your your general disdain uh, of uh, eggnog and peppermint mochas and candy canes and I'm kind of with you on the candy canes thing. I, only candy canes I like are the uh, multi flavored like Starburst Skittle sweet tart type ones that aren't just you know peppermint. Those I don't really like peppermint ones, but I, I like the I like the more weird ones if I'm going to do a candy cane, but. But uh, okay, so no, no premature. Well, does your wife and do your children do they like uh, eggnog, peppermint mochas, and candy canes? Uh, they love eggnog, and they they actually bought eggnog the night that we uh, put up our Christmas tree, and I just oh, spent my, my evening trying to beg their forgiveness <laughs> as uh, Abraham did on behalf of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, they, they, they love it. I just never have. Um, and even eggnog is not so much of an issue with taste as it is really consistency. I just, it, it's, it's too thick of a product. <laughs> it's not to you know, spoon feed it to somebody instead of drinking it. So. Right. Well, you know, at least, but at least you recognize though, that this, this mindset that you've you've developed about, you know, starting Christmas on November 1st, it does contribute to the delinquencies of your and sinful mindsets of, uh, of, of your family. Look at that. If, if look at, do you think Jesus would approve of your priestly service of your home, knowing that it's influencing the, uh, youth and your wife, you're supposed to lead them, Corey, you're supposed to lead them away from error. You're, you're and here you are. And they're, they're chugging these high caloric eggnog uh, drinks, you know, and, and I don't know if your wife puts a little something extra in them. I don't know. We, you know, Baptists don't talk about those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can repeat um, later. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so at, le- at least you can admit, though, you're le- le- leading your family into to dangerous areas with, with the consumption of things they should not consume. Well, maybe, but I, I will say this, that addictions and vices are absolutely everywhere, and addicts will always use an opportunity to indulge their sinful desires. So there I don't is. believe it has anything to do with Christmas as much as it is their sinful desires coming to the surface. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody on Twitter who was like, eggnog should be a drink. We drink 365 days a year. I was like, man, I was just imagining laying on the beach uh, you know, with my toes in the sand and the sun on my chest and sitting there with that 
that filling of uh, warm or the cold uh, eggnog cream sitting on my stomach. And the mere thought of it almost made me want to throw up. Because even though I like eggnog, like I couldn't imagine laying on a hot sandy beach with the weight of uh, eggnog <laughs> resting on my stomach in the summer oh. months. That just, uh, I don't know, like, using this suntan lotion almost. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, so um, let's see. I had made a point about uh, the, the the blending of the holidays resulting in uh, candy being consumed at the wrong time. Like if you most people have leftover Halloween candy and jack-o'-lanterns uh, after um, Halloween. So what say you? Uh, well, I think uh, I think as far as the candy, then uh, that's that's just a sign of inefficiency uh, in celebrating Halloween. <laughs> uh, I am a, a father of four, and my my wife and I taught our children a valuable lesson about taxes this year. Uh, since we drove them to all of the destinations where they acquired said candy, uh, we we took our fair share of uh, things that were uh, or of um, candy. Uh, in place of driving them to their locations, taking time out of our evening. So, you know, we, we tried to make it a, a, a lesson in real life. And uh, so by, I think by November the 1st, unless you just go to Willy Wonka's house himself, I think that your candy should be gone by Whoa. November the 1st. <laughs> that almost sounds like a fun challenge. Okay, children, you got till midnight to get rid of it. <laughs> yes, one night of misery uh, to spare yourself from weeks of prolonged misery of sugar highs. Yes, right. It's kind of like uh, you know the old thing people used to do. Like you catch your teenager smoking, so you take lock them in a closet and give them like a carton and force them to smoke it all until they you know come out and they're just sick of it. You know they won't want it again. So. Good parenting a- there, Corey. Good parenting. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll set in diabetes early, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? What was that uh, guy that used to do the diabetes commercials? Uh, the older gentleman. Uh, I, I forget his name. Yes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> diabetes is not a laughing matter, folks. Just just to put that out there. But um, in this context, it's funny. So, so yeah, uh, I, I bet, I bet teachers just must love you the next day. I'm sorry. I bet teachers just must love your children at school the next day after loading them up with candy till midnight. Yeah. We, we shut off our email and and cell phones for the next couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids start resembling, uh, what was his name? Jack, Jack and, uh, the Incredibles. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Lifting cars, you know, the the teachers do love it. They're trying to find that apple that they lost under their desk a year ago. Kids are just like picking it up and, you know, bench pressing it. It's all good. (laughs) So uh, I, I mentioned that, uh, doing all this. So do you, on, on Halloween, I guess we don't really have any Halloween songs that people sing unless they're trying to conjure the dead or something. And, you know, you don't, I know you don't conjure the dead, but uh, do you start? Do you do you accidentally hit Mariah Carey on your uh, MP3 player on uh, Halloween on Halloween night or even the day after? No, 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 no. Mariah Carey has one song that makes it into my Christmas playlist, and uh, and that's that's all. And that and and yeah. So um, Mariah Carey is uh, she is by her own definition a diva. 
And so she needs no excuses or reasons to continue her career. And I don't contribute to that uh, <laughs> any more than, uh, I, forgive me, there are two songs uh, right. that made it to the, the list. And they were original to her. Uh, I am... Um, I actually auditioned for my playlist, her version of Oh Holy Night, and I made it halfway through and had to get rid of it because it felt wrong. I felt like I needed a shower. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, we'll, we leave Mariah Carey to do Mariah Carey's thing. Now, um, as I say this, uh, my wife has stepped out of the room, but um, if she heard her perceived uh, heresy that I'm speaking against Mariah Carey, uh, I would probably wind up sleeping on the couch for some time. Uh, she is a Mariah Carey fan. Uh, oh. She is a singer and, and kind of learned how to sing uh, a lot of the Mariah Carey songs. So she's a fan, but um, I she am. She like Mariah Carey outside of Christmas? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh gosh. Carrie, Mariah Carey's voice. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she, she likes Mariah Carey's uh, vocal abilities. I just, I, I do not. <laughs> She, she was good once upon a time, but I think we saw two years ago or whatever it was on New Year's that uh, Mariah Carey's uh, career with her voice kind of shot. But, you know, I don't think she could help that because some of it, I think, is biological. But, but yeah, you know, but there are all great alternatives out there. You mentioned uh, uh, in your notes to me, Mark Lowry. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Mary, did you know? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's, a, that's a go back right there. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and what's amazing to me is, uh, you know, I, I try to keep it more uh, more of the, the, the pure Christmas songs. Uh, I go back. I don't like a lot of the remakes. I like, um, you know, I like some good, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra. You know, I like those J-I-N-G-L-E bells and right. uh, those, some Burl Ives singing um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd even have uh, half of the the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, soundtrack in my my, my playlist. Uh, so I like the the classics, and then uh, of course Mark Lowry, Mary, did you know is is absolutely one of my favorite uh, songs of all time. And to think that a Christian comedian wrote that, right. uh, it's, it's pretty funny. But uh, but he still sings one of the best versions I've ever heard of that song. No. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I, I kind of stay, stay pure. I just, I go back to the classics. Of course, now, you know, White Christmas. There's like a hundred versions, but to me, it doesn't get any better than than uh, the the Drifters uh, singing it. Uh, you know, but yeah, right. it, it's just great. I love it. So <laughs> I, I highly recommend if you haven't got it. But uh, she sang it in Elf partially, but. Uh, Zoe De Chanel, she has quite an excellent Christmas album. I highly recommend it. Um, so if you get the opportunity to download it, I don't like I well not they don't do iTunes anymore, but you can get it on Amazon or or Apple, however. Uh, but right. her Christmas album's uh, pretty good actually. So, but so do you do you start singing that stuff on November first while uh, you're decorating your tree? Well, actually, um, and I'll, I'll back up just enough to tell you where this all started, because it started on November the 1st with the tree decorating. It started publicly, but um, <laughs> on, a, so, uh, on a sincere note, actually, um, the, the last three Christmases, or maybe three or four, uh, for our family were kind of bland, to say the least. Uh, a couple of them were actually kind of rough. 
And so we just haven't had the Christmas spirit uh, in our house for a few years. And for whatever reason, we actually were going, uh, we were at Walmart just looking around for some stuff. And we went to the Halloween section and uh, the, the kids hadn't even uh, picked out all of their Halloween costumes and whatnot. And we were all just really bored. And so we spent maybe five minutes there. And my wife noticed down the down the aisle that our local Walmart had already put out uh, the Christmas decorations. So we went there and this is where this all started. We walked in there and and as soon as we crossed the threshold into that section, it felt like someone took a a holly and mistletoe wrapped uh, candy cane staff and smacked us in the head with a Christmas spirit. And so that was in the middle of October. And so the next day I was already putting together my Christmas uh, playlist uh, for, while I'm riding around on the job. Uh, so, yeah, it, it actually started about uh, right in the middle of, of October. It just didn't make its public appearance until November the 1st. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a sweet story. But you know what also is sweet, Corey? What's that? The lies Satan tells people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the poison is always wrapped in something delicious, Corey. Just keep that in mind. No, that's a, that's a good story, though, because like I can relate this year. Unfortunately, with my broken leg and being in the hospital last week, on top of it, I burned through all my vacation for the year. And so like all the stuff I was planning for Thanksgiving and Christmas now is completely shot. So like other than having like Christmas Day off, uh, it's kind of going to be, you know, maybe a little, little more ho hum since I won't be able to see all my family like I normally try to do every Christmas. So I can relate. So I feel you. I, I, I can cut you some grace there, Corey. I can cut you some grace there because that's a good story, and and I can relate to maybe, uh, you know, maybe not every Christmas being able to be a good one. Uh, so the need to make up for it. So, but with that said. I don't think there's any room for Hallmark stuff, Corey, just coming up. It's just, it's unforgivable. I mean, we, we, we don't need DJ Tanner any more than we get her. And I think it's wrong. Well, I'll, I'll concede to the DJ Tanner uh, <laughs> argument there, but I, I will say this in defense of Hallmark. Now I am not exactly a Hallmark fan. Um, as far as the Christmas movies, I, there's a few that I like, but I'm not the one that's, that's sitting in. And well, as, as you said, your wife was DVRing of uh, mm-hmm. Hallmark movies. Uh, I'm not quite there, but I will say this in their defense. They need a break from reruns of Gunsmoke and the wall <laughs> like that. So even even Hallmark needs a break. Now, Lifetime needs a break. Even longer than they take. I remember my sister was so enthralled with that channel that every movie we saw had to do with some 15-year-old getting pregnant uh, or, or some other tragedy that happened. And so they need a break from the drama. Right. Even if they keep driving the drama, I would rather cry a little over someone coming home for Christmas than <laughs> a 15-year-old going through tragedy. Right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, like the, the Lifetime thing is a bit much. It's definitely the uh, man-hating channel. So if they can reverse their man-hating, you know, sort of ways and the 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 Maury Povich-style uh, drama that they can get, you know, I can I, – maybe something a little more wholesome on TV. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if they could if they could go Maury Povich and Jerry Springer up with uh, Christmas, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for letting them see if they can make uh, Christmas into uh, – uh, a redneck tragedy or something. 
<laughs> Look, whether a redneck's fighting without a shirt on or with a Christmas hat on, it doesn't matter. It's still entertaining. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So I'm concerned, Corey, that all this is going to cause children to start riding Santa Claus early. Have your children started riding Santa Claus early? They have not. They have not, actually. Uh, but uh, some of their tastes are getting a little a uh, little more expensive than uh, than the <laughs> normal candle. Uh, but uh, they haven't. But see, Jimmy, the thing is, now my kids are growing up a little bit. My youngest is has just turned nine, uh, so they're they're getting up there. And but ultimately, Jimmy, children need hope. Okay, Jesus came to give us hope. The, the sweet baby Jesus or the grown-up Jesus both came to give us hope. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he was his whole purpose was to give hope. Now, when children put their hope in something uh, or even someone, it, it causes them joy. Jimmy, what now? Why would you want to take that away? <laughs> that, well, now, you know, Proverbs says hope deferred makes the uh, spirit sorrow, and like so, you're just deferring their hope all the longer. So that's 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 my problem with it. Well, but but see, the, it, it's that joy that comes, Jimmy. That that joy, which is which is something we all need. Something it's it's a fruit there, Jimmy. We need <laughs> the joy, and so that's the, that's the thing. That hope produces that joy. And now, you know, in 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 an earthly kind of context here, though, that joy often leads to successful attitudes. And Jimmy, we we talk about dreaming small, but. Ultimately, it still comes down to being successful uh, and, so, you know, not in the context necessarily of financials and all that. But we want them to have a, a successful life in a lot of ways. So that that attitude that comes from that joy, which is brought forth by that hope, Jimmy, that's that's all fine and good. And if that means that they want to write a letter a little bit early, then that's fine. Plus, they typically will save a little on postage coming in early instead of <laughs> at the, the back end of the holiday. So, uh, and you know, Jimmy, this is the spirit of the American dream here. <laughs> this, this is, it's competition, you know, it's, right. it's capitalism, you know? So, so why would you not want to encourage that to have them get, get that competitive edge? Because, you know, there's sayings all the time, you know, the early bird gets the worm. You know, right. the bird sleeps until noon. He's going to be mighty hungry. So why not let him write a, a letter a little early? You know, now that if you're wanting to take away that, then I say, sir, that you are a murderer of dreams, <laughs> a squelcher of hope. And you, sir, then become a psychopath. Well, being that Santa Claus is clearly a socialist with him redistributing everything to all the children of the world and freely giving them, I don't think Santa's down with this competitive capitalist spirit that we you might be trying to foster there. But, you know, as as somebody who is capitalistic in their mindset, maybe I can concede on that point. But I'm I'm worried about, you know, our socialist uh, grandfather to the north, you know, he uh, he's Canadian from what I hear. Uh, so, you, you know, he's, he's just going to be all about his socialism. And so he may, you know, decide that, uh, little Johnny's efforts, uh, doesn't amount to a hill of beans. And so he's just going to have gotten writer's cramp for nothing. So I know well, we'll, that, we'll have to pray for the writer's cramp and pray for our socialist grandfather from the North. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Corey, thank you from coming, coming on this show from the land of Forsythia. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that? 
Well, you can look me up on Facebook, uh, Corey Forsyth. Uh, quick search. Uh, I'm the real handsome looking guy there in the profile <laughs> picture. Um, <laughs> I'll say that, and then I'll go and search, and there'll be somebody uh, a lot prettier than me. <laughs> to reach out to me there, uh, I can be reached uh, at uh, Corey Forsyth, C-O-R-E-Y-F-O-R-S-Y-T-H, at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, keep a lookout. My wife and I have actually been uh, been gearing up to start our own uh, podcast that will be called Ooh. Corn Nuggets TV. Um, so yes, uh, so look for that. We'll be uh, we'll be hopefully doing some uh, some podcasts in the near future, talking about a, a smattering of different topics, uh, like you are, Jimmy. Uh, wow, that sounds exciting. I, I fully support that idea i think you would have a great podcast legendary even and uh, especially if you're going to be doing it with your wife i mean like that's just a dynamic duo right there but i must warn my listeners that they may be getting a little more heresy than i would care to expose them to but uh you know i will let you that come between you and the lord and and all the lovers of truth who are out there uh and this this holiday christmas thanksgiving uh, Halloween season. So thank you, Corey, for coming on today's show. It was a pleasure having you and uh, for setting the record straight about why you believe we should be able to do Christmas before Thanksgiving. My pleasure, Jimmy. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. Air smudge.